Welcome to another Workforce Chat from the Leading Age Center for Workforce Solutions. I'm Gene Mitchell, editor of Leading Age Magazine. Each of these short podcasts features a speaker whose program may help you address some of your workforce challenges. Practical information about implementing this program can be found on our website. Today we welcome Gail Kvenvold, President and CEO of Leading Age Minnesota, to talk about her organization's Workforce Solutions Initiative. Hello, Gail. Thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Let's start by talking about the genesis of this initiative. What led you to establish it, and what problems was it designed to solve? Well, the genesis of our uh, Workforce Solutions Initiative really was a two-day retreat of our Leading Age Board of Directors uh, almost a decade ago now. In Well, actually a decade ago now, in 2006. Uh, we were focused as a board on a generative discussion of how, given uh, changing demographics, changing consumer expectations, and the external environment of healthcare and senior living, uh, on how we could create the workforce for the future of aging services and what role the association should play in that undertaking. So the Workforce Solutions Initiative was a result of that, and it represents an evolving set of tools and strategies that are really designed to help our members recruit and retain well-trained, committed employees who are passionate about helping older adults live their best lives. Great. What kind of challenges are your members facing right now in terms of uh, building and keeping the workforce that they need? Well, I mentioned the demographics, the slowing rate of growth in our workforce and the shrinking pool of eligible caregivers relative to the number of uh, persons over the age of 65. And uh, we are actually approaching here in Minnesota a near full employment economy. So there's roughly one job seeker for every job available, or shall I say only one job seeker for every job available. And that's complicated by the fact that many of our members are providing services in rural areas where the labor pool is even smaller. Our members also participate heavily in the state's medical assistance program, in care centers, in assisted living, and in home care. And that reliance on government funding has often meant that we aren't as competitive as we need to be in terms of wages and benefits. And then you add to that a uniquely Minnesota law that limits the charges in nursing homes to what Medicaid will pay, and, and that is a, a serious challenge. We also have the challenge that many of our smaller members have been unable to support a, a robust in-house human resources department. And uh, then, of course, I think there is that challenge that we all face of living in a society that tends to undervalue the caregiving career particularly the direct caregiver career that is literally at the heart of so much of what we do. Great. Now, your Workforce Solutions Initiative is, is as you've described it, a suite of services that covers a wide range of uh, uh, resources and activities for your members. I wonder if you could uh, go through the list of what uh, the initiative includes. Sure. So we've um, organized our, our work around the principle that there is no one solution to the workforce challenges that we face, that we will have to have a broad array of strategies and tools, and we organize them into basically three buckets, recruitment strategies and tools, retention strategies and tools, and what we call 
workforce development, which is how we will attract more caregivers to the field overall. And then across those three buckets of work, we have education uh, offerings, we have advocacy initiatives. For example, this legislative session, we've just expanded the state scholarship program for those working in home and community-based services. We offer technical assistance in the form of toolkits. You'll find those uh, at our, our website library. We call our Workforce Solutions Center. Uh, we share best practices. We've been fortunate to uh, be able to serve as a fiscal intermediary for a foundation that is allowing us to make grants to our members for promising practices or workforce innovations. And in addition to that, we do an annual workforce solutions conference. We started that um, anticipating about 100 participants and we tripled that uh, and it has become an annual event for us here. Great. On your website, you have a workforce center that includes links to a lot of resources um, regarding workforce development. And some of those resources are outside of Leading Age Minnesota, but it looks like there's a lot of material that was generated internally by your organization. How much work was involved in producing all of that? Well, we, we did three things to get our workforce solutions initiative up and running, and that included our, uh, our library on our website. One of the things that we did very early on was assemble a core group of members and stakeholders who were really passionate about taking on the workforce challenge. We call them our Workforce Solutions Council, and they literally have rolled up their sleeves and guided the development of all of our work, including helping us to identify resource categories and existing materials that we might be able to share with our members. And we identified a lead staff person on our team who was equally passionate about workforce solutions. Uh, that was Adam Sumala on our team. And his early work focused on who was already active in the arena of workforce outside of our association. Um, how could we get to know them, evaluate, evaluate what they were doing and how we might join forces. And those early partners were key in helping us develop the resource center. And they included uh, higher education, Minnesota's colleges and universities, uh, workforce centers around the state, and we've urged our members to seek a place on their local workforce boards. And then state agencies, uh, for example, our Department of Economic Development, and, and then, as I mentioned, the philanthropic community. And wherever possible, we also had those partners join us on our Workforce Solutions Council and be part of helping us to identify those resources, uh, many of which are, are populated on the website. Great. I'd like to talk about outcomes for a moment. What, yeah. How have your, your members benefited from everything that you've done with your Workforce Solutions Initiative? Well, we uh, have focused very much on tools and best practices that members can implement in their own organizations. And we do regularly hear from our members that they've been able to take ideas that were generated, for example, at our Workforce Solutions Conference and put them to work in their own uh, organizations. Our Workforce Solutions grants that I mentioned, we had many more requests uh, for funding than we were able to fill, but we're going to be sharing the best practices from all of the grants that we funded across our whole membership so that there's shared learning again in our broader community. Great. Um, how much staff time is required to uh, maintain and update this program as time goes by? Yeah, good question, Jean. So 
we are very fortunate, again, uh, because of our uh, foundation funding to now have on board a full-time director of workforce development. And that has really made a difference in, uh, in our efforts. We also have four additional part-time employees who are funded by various grant programs that we're uh, operating and who work across the spectrum of our Workforce Solutions Initiative. So uh, there's one full-time and four part-time people involved today. Okay. Now, if other uh, state associations are interested in doing something like you've done, this sounds like a very daunting multi-part program. Uh, what would you tell them about how to get started? Uh, well, I would... I would say that based on our experience, starting with your members is just a great way to begin. Organizing a core group that will uh, increase your knowledge of member needs, feed your energy, your ideas, your creativity, and then identifying logical partners. Uh, we have a core value at Leading Age Minnesota that we call Better Together. And if ever there was an arena that will require a broad cross-section of stakeholders working together, it's this one, it's workforce. Uh, and then I would also say keeping a solutions orientation has made a difference for us. Uh, our very first chair of the Workforce Solutions Council said, we're going to take part of this meeting to talk about our challenges, and then we're going to shift to our solutions. And we've tried to keep that spirit uh, of staying focused on solutions going forward uh, and then developing a plan working the plan, adjusting the plan. I think it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of the changes that we're seeking in the workforce arena. Uh, and then I would say uh, learn and share together. Uh, anything that we have developed, uh, we're happy to share and we could not be more delighted that Leading Age National is organizing its Leading Age uh, Center for Workforce Solutions and I know that we're going to learn from other states. And in that sharing, I think we'll all be better positioned to address workforce solutions. Great. Gail Kvenvold, thanks for talking to Leading Age. My pleasure. Thank you, Gene. And thank you for listening to another Workforce Chat. Please find our latest content at leadingage.org.